All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Newt News. The All-Star Game was this past week, but um, not a lot of games. But we did get some pretty exciting news from the front office. Uh, the Cardinals are indeed selling at the trade deadline, which is unfortunate. Before we get into that, I'd like to thank our very special guest today, Jacob, um, good friend of ours. Um, first time on the podcast. So as is our tradition, we're going to ask you our, your four intro questions. Uh, ask for your favorite all-time Cardinal, favorite current Cardinal, um, favorite non-Cardinals player, and your favorite team that's not the Cardinals. So let's get right into it. Yeah, cool. Really happy to be here. Um, I think favorite all-time Cardinal is probably David Freeze, because um, like that moment in the 2011 World Series is sort of what got me into baseball um, as a kid. It was just really cool to watch, um, and a moment I'll remember forever. Um, favorite current Cardinal? I like watching Jordan Walker a lot. He's super fun and exciting, and I'm really excited to see how he develops. So I'd say probably Jordan Walker. I also like Newt Bar, obviously, but um, Jordan Walker probably right now. He's you know probably the best hitter on the team at the moment, which is really fun. Um, my favorite team that's not the Cardinals is the Mariners, probably. Um, and so then my favorite non-Cardinal is Julio Rodriguez, because another, again, another very exciting young player. A lot of fun to watch. Watching him hit 41 home runs in the home run derby was very exciting. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, we got that um, at bat in the ninth inning against Craig Kimbrell, where he unfortunately he got walked. It would have been cool if he hit a double. I was really plugging for the um, the home run derby to end the game. That would have been yes. exciting, but uh, unfortunately we didn't get that. But, yeah, um, the trade deadline is in, like, two weeks, and John Mozeliak and publicly announced that the Cardinals are going to be trading people, most likely going to be sellers of the deadline. Um, Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty, Chris Stratton, and Jordan Hicks are four names that I've heard are most likely on their way out. What do you think of um, those guys potentially being gone, and do you think there's anyone else that should be traded at the deadline? Yeah, I mean, I think... I, I mean, I definitely agree that we should trade those guys, you know, last year of the contract, and the team is not playing well right now. Um, so I think it's definitely a smart move. Um, I don't know exactly where they're going to go, but I do think that trading those guys is important. And I think like I saw somewhere that O'Neill is maybe also a slight consideration. I know we haven't seen a lot of him. He's kind of been hurt all year, which is a little bit unfortunate. Um, but yeah, in terms of other people that I, I think I'm in the minority and that I really think that we should like fully sell at this deadline and go into more of a rebuild. I know there's various tweets from all sorts of Cardinals reporters and media saying the Cardinals absolutely will not trade Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado, which I can understand um, from like a business perspective. You know, they're still selling like 35,000 tickets a game. You know, people are coming to see those two players draw a lot. Obviously, I can understand that aspect of it. And for, you know, such a storied franchise, it would be a little bit sad to lose both those players and have a team that would then, I imagine, probably lose 100 games if you get rid of both of those guys, plus um, Jack Flaherty, Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Hicks, like who's pitching for us at that point, you know? Um, but I think that it's the right move because, you know, the team's really struggling right now. Paul Goldschmidt is in the second to last year of his contract. And so if you're keeping Paul Goldschmidt, you're committing to trying to compete next year. Um, which is, in my opinion, not the most reasonable thing. Like, I think it can happen if, you know, we make the right moves at the trade deadline, we sign the right free agents in the offseason. But I think it's a big risk. And then 
if it doesn't pan out, you're either trading half a season of Paul Goldschmidt or you're probably spending a lot of money to extend him. And he's an aging first baseman DH player that I don't really want us sinking a bunch of money on, especially if we're not competitive again. You know, that's not where I want the money going. Um, so I think in sort of in sort of just like a pros and cons list, I think there's a lot of pros to trading Goldie right now because people will give us more for a year and a half of control. You know, the team's not competing right now. And it would also allow us to move Jordan Walker to first base. I know he's not had a ton of games in the outfield, but when he's been there, the defense has been, in all honesty, hard to watch. You know, he's still got negative war. It's not, I'm not, I'm not loving watching Jordan Walker play outfield every day. His hitting is amazing and he should be in the lineup every day, but in the outfield, he definitely needs some work. And I know he can improve. He's a young player. He's athletic. He hasn't had a lot of games, but I think it would just sort of give him a more clear position. He can sort of get settled in. And I think that he's a good enough, you know, hitter that he can, you know, not, you know, it's hard to replace Goldschmidt. He just won an MVP, but come close at least as currently one of the best hitters on our lineup. Um, So that's what I think we should do with Paul Goldschmidt. Arenado, I'm less, you know, in for trading. I still think that we should just because. I'm of the opinion when you're losing this many games, you should at least consider a rebuild and a rebuild involves trading your superstars over the age of 30, you know, looking towards the young future, stuff like that. I know that Nato is, you know, he's still playing well, minus the defense. His defense has been not great at times, but he's hitting well, especially recently. He's been really hot and he's still got a lot of years left on his contract and a lot of good productive years. You know, he's not as old as Paul Goldschmidt. But I just, I don't know if the Cardinals are in a position right now to compete in the time span of his contract, which I know might sound crazy to people because like, you know, it's the Cardinals. How can we be bad for like three straight years? But I think if you think about the fact that we're trading Jordan Montgomery, we're trading Jack Flaherty, we're trading Jordan Hicks, like that's like our three good pitchers right now. You know, like Michaelis has been pretty decent. And Stratton's been okay out of the bullpen. But other than that, like, the bullpen has really been hard to watch recently. I mean, like, at the start of the year, the starters were, you know, giving up tons of runs in the first inning. Now they're giving us, like, five, six innings, and then the bullpen is blowing the lead in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. You know, it's just, like, you can't, we can't seem to find a guy that's good for more than a week in a row. We can't just find any consistency there. And I think it's really hard to contend when you have a bullpen that's that bad. And then if you lose what I think are two best starting pitchers, it's just going to be hard to win games, even if the offense is really good. Because I think we all agree the offense is playing pretty well right now. You know, we're scoring a lot of runs. We should be winning more games than we are. And the pitching's letting us down a little bit. And when you think about the fact that Jordan Montgomery's gone, Jack Flaherty's gone, you look at the rotation for next year, it's like, okay, we've got Michaelis. We've got um, probably Steven Matz is in the rotation, which I don't think I'm not happy to see. I know he had a good start last time out, but I'm just not not too big on Steven Matz. Um, Libertor is probably going to be in the rotation, I imagine. I know he got sent down, but like, who else are you going to start? Wayno will have retired, so he won't be there. And then it's like, who who else are we putting in the rotation? Um, like maybe Zach Thompson. I know they sent him down to be a starter. 
I don't know why they did that, but they did. Maybe Palante goes back to being a starter. Like, I just feel like you know, there's a lot of missing pieces there, even if you make a big free agent splash on a on a free agent pitcher. Like, you still probably got one, maybe two spots to fill in the rotation with, like, actual quality pitchers. And I think that's going to be hard to do this offseason with the lack of aces available. The other thing I look at is that if you get Paul Goldschmidt off the books, you get Nolan Arenado off the books, Wayno's retiring, the most is- interesting free agent probably of all time is happening this offseason. And we would be paying basically nobody any money besides Contreras, and Michaelis. We'd have so much room. We'd have a great young core. Signing Shohei Otani makes so much sense. It'll never happen, but it would make so much sense. Um, which I know you've talked a lot about, Andrew. You really want that to happen, but it would just it it'd be great, but it would not it it's not reasonable, but that's another reason that I think maybe moving on from Goldie and, and Nato could potentially be a good idea, which I know is not a very popular opinion, but it's one that I hold. I mean, that's one way to get you get me to agree with you, right? Is to bring up Johnny <laughs> signing. Um, but yeah, I think Jordan Walker moving to first base long term is a pretty viable decision. Um, he's hitting 283 this season with an 803 OPS, 118 OPS plus, but he's negative 0.7 baseball reference more. So that's just awful. Um, for his yeah. uh, you can't have that. I know we've been drawing comps between Walker and Nolan Gorman. Um, Nolan Gorman's defense was below average last season, but he still had positive war despite not hitting nearly as well as Walker this year. Yeah, Nolan Gorman's improved to like a league average second baseman this year, but how long is that going to take for Jordan Walker, who's very, very below average defensively right now, probably one of the worst defenders in the entire league? Um, so moving him to first, although he has a lot of athletic ability and could probably develop into a really good outfielder in like one or two years, probably probably not what we want to do if we want to compete right away, which is what the Cardinals seem to want to do next season. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, you're right. Uh, the starting rotation next season, I think regardless of whether or not we would trade Flaherty and Montgomery, it would look really bad. Um, Steven Matz, I think, was the only starter signed on for last year before we um, extended Michaelis. Michaelis has looked one of his worst seasons as a Cardinal this year. Um, and then, yeah, Palante, Thompson, have it whatever way you want. It's not a viable starting rotation. So unless we go out and sign um, one of those free agents like Julio Urias, who hasn't been great this year, Aaron Nola hasn't been great this year, and of course Shohei Otani, none of those free agents are guys that would have been on the Cardinals' radar, say, like two or three years ago. So I don't think unless we have a real change of heart, which is honestly possible the way we've been playing, there might be a philosophical change um, in the way the organization spends, but we have to go out there and trade for guys. Dylan Cease might be available. Lucas Gilito, um, Shane Bieber, although I think he just got hurt, which is not, not good for our outlook. <laughs> um, so we have to go and trade for aces, which is what Mo has been known to do at certain times. So I, I don't think it's entirely impossible that we, we put together a solid rotation before next year without spending money on free agents, but um, it is definitely going to be really hard. And I don't think you can sit here and not trade Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado without knowing that you're going to build a viable rotation for next year, because we've seen what this rotation looks like with Montgomery, who I think should have been an all-star Jack Flaherty has been really solid. Um, even with these two guys in the rotation, the pitching has just been dreadful. Like you, you can't, 
you can't run this out there, even with the lineup that this this Cardinal team has. It reminds me of a lot of, um, I hate to say it, but it, it reminds me a lot of Angels teams I've watched in the past. You've got really good lineups and you just can't pitch. And that that doesn't ever lead to success in the big leagues. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you hear Marmol in the post-game interviews and he's like, if you score eight runs, you score nine runs, you should win the game. And he's right, you know, like the team is just not supporting the offense with the pitching at all. Yeah, um, you mentioned Ollie Marmol, and I know we've had our fair share of discussion <laughs> about him. You you tweet every day about how he should he should no longer have a job. So um, if you wanted to go into that a little bit. Yes, I do tweet daily that Mosellac and Marmol should be fired. And I... You know, I can understand the argument that it's not Marmol's fault. The entire team is not playing well. Um, and I and I can understand that. But personally, I just feel like if suddenly every, you know, they hired a bunch of new staff like around Marmol this year. It's all the, like their first years besides Marmol. If the entire team is having like career worst seasons or very bad seasons comparatively, like that can't they can't all just be in a slump the entire season at the same time. I mean they could, but it would be a crazy coincidence. And so I feel like coaching has to play some role in that. And also I feel like if you if you are coaching a team that's this bad, that's such a storied franchise that at the start of the season everyone was like, You're contending for the division title, maybe the favorites to win even, or at least second after the Brewers, probably, because I don't think anyone saw the Reds winning the division. Um then if you if that's the expectation and you go into this season where you're projected i think right now to lose like 94 95 games that's just not okay and that shouldn't be acceptable and you can't just be like well bad season try again next year like i think some changes need to happen and like you said that might be at the front office level in terms of how we spend in free agency but i just think if all the players are underperforming their expectations and the teams underperforming at the, their expectations at some point that has to go back to the coaching staff and the manager and the guy who put the team together and said, we have six starting pitchers and that we can win. You know, that's just, just blatantly not true. Like he, he was just wrong. And so I think there needs to be some level of accountability for that. I know Mo's been with the organization for a very long time and it's unlikely that he leaves and it's probably unlikely Marmo leaves as well since um, Mazalak has openly stated multiple times that they fully support him. But I just think when a team is underperforming this badly, y- someone's got to take accountability and someone's got to, you know, you got to change some things to try and make it better. Because I think, you know, like there could be a real chance that we make some smart free agent moves, we make some good trades, but then you come back again next year and the team's still underperforming again. And so I think just. Changes need to happen. I don't know what they are, but I personally am not the biggest Marmol or Mazalak fan um, and think that at least I just think change should happen when you play this badly. You know, you can't just be okay with it is my real stance. Yeah, I think one key asset, we talked about Yachty leaving, but he wasn't really present a lot of last season. I think the pitching has been so uh, like so bad this year. Um, it's been a little bit overlooked, but Mike Maddox has departed and he's gone to the Rangers now. Um, I think to be closer to his family. And yeah, you look at last offseason and all the free agent pitchers that were available. Um, and personally, I'm of the opinion that not of not many of those pitchers would have helped you. Like Verlander has been hurt a lot of the year, underperformed. Rodon has been hurt a lot of the year. 
Um, Quintana has been hurt. Um, that's the guy I really wanted to bring back. The one free agent pitcher I look at that was like, that would have been a really good signing is Nathan Uvalde. Um, and he's been with the Rangers under Mike Maddox. Um, so I think Mike Maddox, as much black as he got last offseason um, for like allowing too many walks and whatnot and like certain criticisms he's gotten, he's turned Nathan Uvalde from pretty middling pitcher into like a solidified ace. Like I have him fantasy right now. He's undroppable. I could <laughs> at the start of the year that that was, that was going to happen. But um, yeah, the, I think the coaching really is the issue. We have a lot of first year coaches. Um, Jeff Albert got bullied off, uh, off the coaching staff by essentially people on Twitter, um, which is not ideal. I'm starting to maybe regret saying that he should have been fired so many times, but I mean, Marmol can only do so much when all of your coaches really want to leave. But um, the same, same goes for Mo. I think he's hindered a lot by the owners. Um, he's not able to spend at the top tier free agent level. Like he could sign Corey Seager, he could sign Bryce Harper, but was the front office or was was the ownership group really going to allow that to happen? Um, and the answer is probably not. Um, he's only really allowed to sign Stephen Mads. Wilson Contreras is the most expensive free agent the Cardinals have ever signed. And I don't think that's because Mo doesn't want to spend money. I think it's just because he's not really allowed to. Um, and I mean, working under the constraints that we've had, um, I think he's done a pretty good job. Like you, you, you watch the all-star game, right? Everyone saw Randy Rosarena and Adolis Garcia make phenomenal catches to open the game. They were facing each other in the home run derby. Zach Gallen um, was starting for the national league, but I mean, who's to say that other GMs would have, would have made those same decisions. Adolis Garcia was DFA'd by the Rangers before no one picked him up and they just outrighted him to AAA. So a lot of these decisions you can't really fault. Mo for I feel like um, although a lot of people tend to disagree with that I mean I don't know I, I I understand those arguments of like okay at the time people thought these were you know good ideas you know obviously you mentioned the Adolis Garcia thing I think that's understandable I just think that like for me it was more about the comments he made at the start of this season where he was like we weren't really active in the starting pitching market we think we have six starting pitchers when i think everyone in the offseason was pretty clear that the cardinals biggest need was starting pitching and the one guy we signed was a one-year extension to adam wainwright which is turned out abysmal but i just think that like those those sorts of comments and then like now recently he's sort of been like well you know we were kind of active but the guys we went after didn't want to come here or it just didn't work out like i just i wish there was more consistency in what he was saying and i was just i think more annoyed about the fact that like at the start of the season the front office felt so confident that you know we're a contending team this is great you know we added Contreras and signed Wayno again and everything's gonna be all right when i think if you look at the team from last year there were clear needs that needed to happen that weren't necessarily addressed or talked about enough, or at least like just some acknowledgement. Like even if you can't, you know, go sign, um, you know, a, a Max Scherzer or a Justin Verlander, who I know haven't turned out well, but like to give an example of a high profile free agent signing, even if you can't, at least being able to say, you know, we wanted to bring in more starting pitching. We weren't able to get it done. Like at least that honesty would be, appreciated i think especially i mean you know the quote's been memed a thousand times that he said we have six starting pitchers so i think just some more clarity and honesty and transparency would be appreciated which i know is asking a lot of a gm of a sports team but that's sort of where my stance is 
And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of all the trades. You know, obviously those in a trade was in hindsight horrible. Not the biggest fan of getting Libertor back for Randy Rosarena. But at the time, people probably would have agreed with them. And maybe I would have been one of those people. So, you know, it's hard to look back and, and criticize that. And that I can be sympathetic for. Yeah, I mean, if back then you traded Jack Flaherty and Alex Reyes for Marcelo Zuna, people would have been furious. They're like, your top pitching prospects, what are we doing? Um, Zach Allen and Alcantara were not really high-profile guys um, really on anybody's radar. But yeah, I agree. The six starting pitchers comment in the start of the season is very incriminating. Um, you, you just can't expect... Um, if, you're, if your pitching is this bad at this point in the season, you, you can't look back and be like, oh yeah, we, we thought everything was going to be fine. That's... A pretty big oversight on on his part but yeah i i definitely agree that mosaic should be held accountable for some of those decisions i'm not sure that he should necessarily be fired um the one person i kind of do want fired is is the one person who can't be fired because he kind of <laughs> the team um but i guess yeah. that's that's besides the point here um essentially mosaic is not going to be fired before the trade deadline and he's going to be the one making all of the moves so i think we have to believe that that he will um come through and give us give us a good return for some of these these uh pitchers and potentially young outfielders um and i wanted to transition to a little bit of uh trade deadline talk um we talked about flaherty and montgomery and hicks being pretty much gone by this point um but there's been reports that the cardinals have been interested in some of the mariners young arms and you being um a resident mariners expert i wanted to ask about some of that um i think logan gilbert is the name that the the cardinals have been most tied to uh via mlb trade rumors a lot of people have been reporting that so um i, I know you've watched him a lot so what do you think um of him and how how would he profile into the cardinals um, rotation yeah i mean i think he's a good young arm to go after um he's having honestly i think one of his better seasons i haven't looked at his stats but i think he's having one of his better seasons in his career um, he threw his first complete game shutout a couple weeks ago, which was really cool to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he'd be a great guy to put in the rotation. I think he's one of the guys that like has a potential to develop into like an ace caliber pitcher who could be your number one guy. But I think right now he's a very solid, you know, number two, number three guy in a rotation that pretty consistently, you know, will give you a good out. I mean, the Mariners right now lead the league, I believe, in quality starts. So, you know, you're you're pretty likely to get a good outing out of a lot of their young guys. Um, and I think it's definitely an interesting trade, like, team, because the Mariners have a lot of, you know, their pitching staff is one of the best in baseball. The offense, not so much. It's a little bit painful. Um, they leave a lot of guys on base. They don't score a lot of runs. The pitchers consistently, I mean, we had a series against the Braves where we had three quality starts against the Braves lineup, which is very impressive. You know, no one does that. And we still lost two out of three of the games. Like, you just, you can't be doing that. And the Cardinals have a lot of young hitters. And so I, I don't know exactly what a deal would look like, but I think there's definitely a way for a win-win trade to happen there because the Cardinals have a lot of young bats. The Mariners have a lot of young arms. And each team needs what the other team has. So it's it just makes sense logistically. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the Cardinals would be willing to give the Mariners for Logan Gilbert. Like it'll it'll be interesting because I like we don't I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how the talks go because obviously a lot of the the pieces that the Cardinals are trading are pitchers, and that's not really what the Mariners want. So I don't know who would be willing to give up if that's maybe 
someone like Brendan Donovan. I don't know. Like he's maybe Tommy Edmond, but Tommy Edmond's not really hitting well. So I don't know. It'll just be, it'd be interesting to see how that trade would work out because I think the Mariners are probably more interested in bats that they could like use this year, not necessarily prospects because they're still like 500 right now with like a decent chance of making it at least through the wild card. Um, especially with how the rotation's pitching. So I think they're probably more interested in major league ready bats. So I don't know what that'll look like. You know, probably I imagine the Cardinals, you know, obviously don't want to trade Walker, probably don't want to trade Gordon. I imagine don't want to trade Newt Bar. So maybe like Tyler O'Neill go back to the Mariners. I don't know. Um, Burleson, maybe, you know, Juan Yepes. I don't know. I don't know what it would look like, but um, I think the Mariners are probably interested in major league ready bats. But I think if the Cardinals got Logan Bogobert, it would definitely help with the rotation for next year and long term. Um, I think he's a great pitcher and would definitely swat into the higher end of the Cardinals rotation, at least as it's currently constructed. Yeah, I'm looking at um, some of the Mariners uh, depth charts right now, and they have Colton Wong at second base, who uh, one of my favorite players, but he's hitting like 160 with a 456 OPS. Yes. But I feel like Donovan or, or Edmund would probably slot in a lot better than him um, at second base, as much as it pains me to say that um, about him. So maybe a Donovan and like a Burleson, or maybe even just on that rotation, give him a Flaherty or Montgomery, um, get Gilbert back. Um, and then get like a young pitching prospect in exchange for like Flaherty and Burleson, Flaherty and Carlson or something like that. Um, I know a lot of fans on Twitter, Mariners fans have been like, we want Jordan Walker for, for Logan Gilbert. It's like, that's just not happening. Um, No, this is not happening. (laughs) Like you'd probably have to give us Logan Gilbert and George Kirby for us to even consider that. And I just, I don't think there's really a match there um, for Jordan Walker to go to the Mariners or be traded really at all. Um, it'd take a really, really hefty return. But um, yeah, I think Gilbert would be a good move. He can't be the only move. Um, he's yes, that's spotted back there behind Castillo and Kirby, two all-star caliber pitchers. We have zero all-star caliber pitchers um, once we trade Montgomery and Flaherty, especially. So um, it can't be our only move, but it definitely would be a good start. Are there any other uh, pitchers around the league that you'd be looking at, um, interested in for the Cardinals to to maybe go after the deadline? Um, well, you just mentioned Shane Bieber got injured, so that's not ideal. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Like Dylan Cease, maybe he's not having a great year, but I think, you know, he's obviously, you know, been a near Cy Young caliber pitcher, you know, last season and previous years he's pitched well. I'm not really sure. I think it's hard to find like young arms on teams that would be willing to trade them to us. I think that's a hard thing. I think Another team that might be interested is maybe the Twins. Um, they have a young pitcher named Bailey Obert that I I watch the Twins a decent amount. Um, I like him a lot, and the Twins are in... And they're similar to the Mariners. The Twins and Mariners are very similar teams. Two of the best pitching staffs in baseball. Offense can't score runs to save its life. So I think they'd definitely be interested in adding some bats, some some power to the lineup to score some runs. I think yesterday in their game, they won against the Oakland Athletics. But they um, they left like 15 guys on base or something like it was it was bad. So I think they would also be another team that has a lot of pitching depth that is interested in adding some bats to to back up that pitching. Um, and so I think maybe a deal could materialize there. 
Um, but I think those are the sort of teams you have to look at teams with a lot of pitching depth that aren't necessarily hitting super well that um, might want some more, some more bats in the lineup. Um, yeah. In terms of like not major league ready pitchers, I think there's a variety of teams that would want Jordan Montgomery or Jack Flaherty to boost their postseason run. and would be willing to give us some um, high level pitching prospects for them um to sort of you know help us in the future which is one of the reasons i think that maybe looking towards a rebuild is a better idea because i don't know how many major league ready players we're going to be able to get our hands on through trades or signing in the free agency but the front office like you said doesn't really love making big free agent splashes especially on pitchers so i think that's why i'm more towards looking towards the future and getting some pitching prospects from a team that's you know trying to contend like maybe i don't know there's a lot of teams the nl west you know is full of teams that think they have a chance that might you know the giants the dodgers the diamondbacks might be interested in getting jordan montgomery willing to give us some pitching prospects for that um so i don't know i mean maybe the orioles are interested in adding another pitcher the rotation has not been great but you know they're obviously a competitive team um so that's another team you could look at maybe that's willing to give up a pitching prospect or two for uh, a real MLB pitcher right now. Um, so I think teams like that are where you got to look um, to try and build on the pitching staff for next year. Cause I think there's a lot of room for improvement. We need probably like three starters. You're definitely going to need some bullpen arms. I know Helsley coming back will help, but it's still, you know, the bullpen is not, not where I think any of us want it to be right now. Um, Gallegos has pitched well, but he's also just, the least clutch pitcher I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. He just, he has a habit for giving up a home run whenever it's a close game. So, you know, I think definitely some bullpen arms need to be added. Um, and so that's where I think the Cardinals should look to add a lot of young pitching prospects um, in exchange for our MLB ready players. Yeah, definitely um, need to be looking at acquiring pitchers. Pitching, pitching, pitching is what we need. I feel like I'm talking about the Angels, which is a little bit unfortunate. Um, but yeah, before we wrap up, uh, I want one bold trade deadline prediction and then one bold free agency prediction from you. And I'll give my own. One one bold trade deadline prediction. Um, well, I guess my bold prediction would be that we trade like Paul Goldschmidt or something. Um, I don't know who to. I think Okay, to be really bold, because I know Twitter has been going crazy with it, to be really bold, I will say that we will trade Nolan Arenado to the New York Yankees. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. will make a bunch of people unhappy, but that is my my bold prediction. Bold free agency signing. Um, Shoei Otani is too obvious, so I'm not going to do that. Um, bold free agency signing is that we we spend a lot of money and we get either Aaron Nola or Arias. Um, in the off season is my bold free agency signing. My bold trade deadline prediction. Uh, first of all, the Yankees are not a thing. Um, that trade simulator website is the worst thing ever. Um, it, <laughs> I think I, I went on there the other day and I could trade Garrett Cole and Aaron judge for Dakota Hudson and Paul DeYoung. And it would say that the, the Yankees won the trade. So um, I don't know who's to say, um, but my bold trade deadline prediction is that, the Angels will sell everyone, and we will. The Cardinals will acquire Patrick Sandoval. Um, he's an arm I've really liked for a long time. He's been underperforming a little bit, um, but I think if the Angels continue to slide in any way, 
that I've seen them do in so many years past. The, uh, if they end up trading Otani, they have to trade everyone, and the Cardinals will end up with Patrick Sandoval. As for free agency, I think Nolan and Urias are kind of the only guys I can say that are not Otani, so I'll, I'll agree with you there and say that we get one of them. Probably Noah, because Urias has a little bit of controversy surrounding him, and the Cardinals tend to avoid guys like that. So Very true. Let's, let's say Aaron Nola to the Cardinals. All right. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Thanks for coming on the pod, Jacob. It's been really yeah. fun having you. Hope to have you back on um, sometime with, with the whole crew, potentially. Um, yeah, definitely be a lot of fun. I had a great time. Yeah. Um, and thanks, everyone, for watching uh, this podcast. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of those. Um, and check out our merch. The link is going to be in the description. Got some good shirts. Uh, wrap us at the ballpark, and we'd really appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time.